Jennifer uh, speaking last week, he did a great job introducing the new series that we're in right now, um, God with us and how God shows up in our life in different ways. And I'm really thankful for this opportunity to share. When Rich asked me, hey, do you want to talk about this specific topic or this one? You know, I told him the one that I felt was closest to my heart, and that's what I'm going to share this morning. Um, but last week, if you didn't notice, I was not here. Um, me and my family flew um, to Ohio last week because we got to witness my brother say I do to who is now uh, his wife. Excited. Uh, she's amazing. I love her. I don't know if I mentioned before, but, you know, in the past when my brother had a, a girl that he had a crush on or he was dating, and they tried to add me on Instagram because, you know, to get connected, I always hit the client because I'm like, Those, these are not the girls. This is, this is, she's not the one. And so every time they try to add me on Facebook or Instagram, my account is private. So, you know, if you send a request, I have to accept or decline. And every, every time they tried to add me, I was like, decline, I'm sorry. But with this one, I just felt something really special and I felt very just drawn to her. And she, we know she's the one, she's amazing. And not only I'm excited that we now have a new sister, I now have a new sister, a new member of my family, but we are welcoming a new baby girl on May 2022. So, uh, so that means I'm going to be an aunt. Um, and I, probably not many of you have seen that side of me, you know, but if you ask like, Riley and Kaya, which they have gotten to see me as, uh, as an aunt, you can ask them, they will tell you, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Like, they will tell you I'm the most fun person to be with. They will say, she's so much fun, she's crazy, she buys us all that we want, she spoils us, she plays games with us. And of course, you know, I get to be serious sometimes. Not all of you know that side of me that I get to be, you know, sometimes I'm like serious, I'm like, no, you're not going to do that, or like, this is not okay. Um, and I'm sure my niece will get to see that side of me, but most of the time, I'm just going to spoil her, because that's what aunts get to do, and this is such a privilege. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and so last week, we got to have this amazing time in my brother's, you know, ceremony, and um, a moment that I'll treasure forever was when they were, uh, you know, done with the ceremony part. My parents came up before they walked out, and my dad shared, like, a little Bible verse and shared the importance of unity and, you know, the importance of the commitment they are doing. And, you know, he went on to, from there, share, my dad is very, you will see, like, he loved to take advantage of opportunities to share the gospel. And so he took advantage of that moment not only to share the importance of that commitment, but also went on to say how, you know, God loves us and he wants to be for us and all that. And I could definitely notice the shift that happened in that moment. You know, even though when we're witnessing somebody, like two people say, I do, and, you know, commit, it is important and it's special. But I could tell something was different when my dad started to share about Jesus and how much he loves us. I could tell there was a special presence in that moment when he was sharing what, what was in his heart. And I love so much that the Holy Spirit uh, desires to show up in our lives and just change things in ways that we don't expect or imagine. But that's what I'm going to be talking about this morning. Um, because, you know, we're talking about how God is with us. And honestly, one of the options that Rich gave me was, do you want to talk about how God is with us through the Holy Spirit or God with us through the church and people? And I'm a people person. I love people. You know me. Like, I love being with people all the time and stuff like that. But I think especially in the last few years, the way that God has just shown me in, in a very clear way that he's with me is through the Holy Spirit. Because I've had very hard moments and 
um, confusing moments and like lots of hardships that I'm sure we have all experienced throughout these years. Um, and I've never felt the Holy Spirit present in my life as strong as I've had experienced this year. And so we're going to be reading Matthew 1, verses 18 through 20. If you have your Bible, go ahead and go with me. If you don't have it, I'm going to read it for you. And it goes like this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah happened. His mother, Mary, was engaged to marry Joseph. But before they married, he learned that she was expecting a baby. She was pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary's husband, Joseph, was a good man. He did not want to cause her public disgrace, so he planned to divorce her secretly. But after Joseph thought about this, an angel from the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to accept Mary to be your wife. The baby inside her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Give him that name because he will save his people from their sins. That simple assignment, you know what I mean? Like, hey, Joseph, it's fine. She's good. Just marry her. She's going to have a baby. And she's gonna, he's going to save the world. I just really cannot imagine what Joseph felt in that moment or Mary felt in that moment. But something that it is very clear is that it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was able to come down to this earth. And because of him is that this happened. So yes, we, we know that the Holy Spirit is not something, but it's someone. And I know that Rich went through this series a few months ago talking about the Holy Spirit. So we know that he's someone, and he for sure wants to show up not only in Mary's life, but in, in my life and in your life as well. He wants to just like in Mary move in us, to be in us and be with us as well. We often tell the Christmas story and we tend to leave the Holy Spirit absent knowing that everything happened because of him so we, you know people often talk about Jesus and how Jesus came to the world and he came to save but let's not forget that if it wasn't because of the power of the, of the Holy Spirit Jesus would have not been here so he's not back of the background or like the side of the story he's this he takes center stage but I've got a question for you this morning that I'm going to start uh, with, and it's not for you to answer me right now, but just for you to reflect in it. Will we, be, will we be like Mary and say yes? You know, the Bible says that Mary was a special woman. A few verses before this, the verses I, I read for you, the Bible says that Mary was a special woman that God chose her to carry Jesus. And if God, if the Bible says that you are special, ain't nobody tell you that you're not special. Because you're special. Like, if, if God says you're beautiful, ain't nobody can tell you're ugly. Like, nobody can do that because you are beautiful. If the Bible says, if God says it, that's the truth. Sometimes I'm at work, and I'm, I like to joke around a little bit. And sometimes we are, like, on my lunchtime, and I have one of my coworkers, and I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror to, like, fix something. And I go, oh, my gosh, God did so good. Like, <laughs> he really did a good job. And my friend just starts laughing, and she goes, wow, so humble. And I'm, like, so honest. Because, I mean, I'm doing it as a joke, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you know who God made you to be and who you are, you can be confident. Not, like, in a prideful way, just in an honest, secure way. And, you know, if the Bible says that Mary was a special woman, she was a special woman. Because to choose someone to carry who was going to be the Savior of the world is not a easy thing. It's a big deal. 
But just like Mary, so you are. And God has appointed each of you to do a special assignment. But just like her, you got to be willing to say yes. God wants to plant some things in your life that if you allow them to, can grow and bring freedom and life to us and others, just like Jesus did in Mary. On Luke 1, 34, and we're not gonna, I'm not going to read it right now, but when the angel, Mary had a few questions, so when uh, the angel came to Mary and said, hey, you're going to carry a baby within you, is going to be the savior of the world, the Bible says that Mary was like, uh, um, I'm just engaged, I haven't been with him, like, how is that going to work? But when the angel answered Mary's questions about how in the world she will conceive a child, because she was virgin, this is what the angel said. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High God will cover you. Other versions you will find, it says, will overshadow you. And, you know, sometimes I can read the Bible, and then you are like, oh, this is good, I got it. And sometimes you are like, what in the world is this? I don't get anything of it. Should I text somebody? Because you don't understand. And so I had to really dig in the Word to see what that meant, because that's a big deal. When he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will overshadow you, that's a big deal. So I'm like, gosh, what? this words meant that Mary was like, okay, I got it. The great word of overshadowing or covering was used to describe the protective nature of God. So he said, hey, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and then he will, God will protect you. He will be with you. So no matter what comes, no matter the struggles that you're going to have to face, you're going to be fine because I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you. And just like that, you know, he was protecting her, but also the coming of the Holy Spirit represented empowerment. Where are you getting that from, Eva? Give me a scripture. Give me a scripture. Okay. Acts 1, 8 says, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So she was not just being protected. She was not just given the guarantee that, hey, you're going to be protected, but also she was being empowered. Like, okay, I can do this. You know, sometimes you can be like, hey, you're going to you're going to go and do this assignment, and you're like, okay, nothing bad is going to happen to me, but you're still insecure. You're still like, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is the right thing that I should be doing. But she was empowered. She's like, okay, I've been called to this. I can do it. And she went on. The story continues in Luke when Mary went to see Elizabeth and Zacharias, is that how you pronounce it? Just want to make sure. Zacharias? Zacharias? Zacharias. There we go. It says that when Mary was pregnant and she went to see Elizabeth, and Zacharias, is that right? It says that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to just paraphrase this story a little bit for you. Mary was pregnant. Elizabeth, she had a baby, but it was, it was going to die. But the story says that when Mary went to see Elizabeth, Elizabeth felt like something jumped within her. The Bible says that Elizabeth came to her and she goes, Mary, what? I think what's within you is very special. Because my baby was going to die, and I just feel like he started jumping. Like something happened in me. I don't know what's going on, but I just feel something just shifted in me. And I think this is so powerful, and I was, when I was prepping, I was not planning on saying this, but I was like, this is so powerful, I have to share. Because a few minutes ago, I said that God wants to plant some things in your life that if you allow them, you know, they're going to grow and bring freedom and life to us, just like Jesus did in Mary. And, oh my gosh, do you want to be this kind of person? Because I do. The kind of person that when you go and see someone, they go, oh my gosh, you have something that I want. I don't know what is it, but like, 
You're talking to me, I just feel encouraged, I just feel like I have joy, you're so patient, I was distracted, I was confused, but now I feel like everything is going to be okay. Oh my God, I would love to be this kind of person. You know, when you go somewhere and people just, they see something in you that they're like, if, you know, if they don't, they're not Christians or something, they're like, oh, there is something special with you. And when I was thinking about this, I thought of my brother. And I'm going to try to keep it together because this topic is not, it's just only very special to me, but also when I talk about my brother, I just tend to cry. But... Last year during the pandemic, uh, we got to help out at the food bank. Some of you have helped there before. And my brother, he's very outgoing. Like, I can be an outgoing person, but I'm very, when I don't know people, I can be very quiet and like, just gonna check it out, you know, like, get to know people. Yeah, I'm gonna do what they tell me. But my brother, he's very like from the front end. He's like, yeah, let's go. We're gonna help people. We're gonna serve. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, yeah. He's very like, you know, this, he just cannot hide his excitement. So, we got there, and we're, you know, getting to know people. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. He's like, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Like, saying hi, like, he knows everybody. And I think it was that same day or the next one that the girl, the lady who was in charge of running everything, she said, Marcus is going to be in charge of running everything. He's going to do what I normally do because I think he got it. He's just, he's got that energy. He's got that vibe that, I don't know, I'm going to put him in charge. And I'm like, all right. Because I was the one that took initiative to go to the food bank. He, he was just like, oh, I'm going to stay at home. And I'm like, no, you come with me. And I'm like, okay, you're in charge now. All right. Well, every time since that day, every time we showed up, when I was walking in first on my brother, because he was either parking or something, the person in charge will ask me, where's Marcus? Is he not coming today? And I'm like, I'm here. Like, yes, he's coming. He's parking. But I'm here. But she was just so, she would always tell, tell me, your brother, there is something special about that guy. Like, he's so contagious. His joy, I don't know what, he, what, what it is that, you know, just captures me. And I think we can all this, have that desire to be that kind of a person, you know? That wherever we go, we this relationship and connection with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that everywhere we show up, we just can do nothing but just transmit that to others. That's why it is so important that we cultivate a relationship with God. But when, because when we do have, when we have this relationship with Jesus where we are like, hey, God, yes, I'm going to work. But we're not like, yeah, I'm going to work. What are you doing? I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, this is what I do. I work at Superfeed doing the things, or I work at a hospital, or I go teaching or whatever you do. Yeah, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah, I do this every day. I get off and then I go home, cook. Not with that attitude, but when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work. You know what? Maybe God can heal somebody through me today, or maybe I'll pray for someone today, or maybe God will speak to me when I'm going to the store, and then I need to, you know, give somebody my food, or I need to help somebody. We don't know, but when we have this relationship with Jesus, we can do nothing but try to transmit that to others, because it will be like the Bible says, like rivers of living water pouring out of us, and I think that's a gift that we all could experience if we just say yes to God. In the Old Testament, every time the Holy Spirit showed up in a leader's life, wisdom, strength, power, and miracles were the outcome. And I say that lightly, but that's a big deal. Like, to know that every time the Holy Spirit comes, he can actually bring wisdom and strength and power, and he can do miracles. Wow. He provided all that was needed in the life of those who were close to him. Courage, inspiration. The Holy Spirit conceived life inside of us. And oh boy, does he do this in the least unlikely places. Because Mary was a virgin, and based on what the story says, I think she was like 15 or 16 years old. If on a day like today, a girl at 16 or 15 just says, hey, I'm pregnant, we'll be like, oh, okay, like, you pick it young. 
you chose the, you're you very young. Well, we'll be like, wow, that's, that's not very likely, you know, that's, that's different. And she was not married, but God picked her. And we can often find ourselves in these moments where we feel that there is no hope. Like the tunnel is very dark and it has no end. Or maybe we feel stuck, especially in this season of life. I saw an image on social media a few days ago that I actually shared on my Instagram. But this is what it said. It said, did it hurt? When you realize 2022 is just 22 days away and you are still processing 2019, which is about to be three years ago. And I'm like, gosh, that's so true. Like, I feel like 2020 or 2019 was like a few days ago because I'm still processing everything that has happened. But it's been a long time. It's been a few years now. Your life might seem like an unlikely place for God, for God to conceive something new in. Where like there is no way or like I'm just stuck in this place. But the Bible teaches us, and we've heard this many times, but I want to encourage you with this this morning, if this is the only thing that you take from the sermon this morning. There is nothing impossible for God. There is nothing impossible for him. No matter what comes against, no matter what rises up, no matter the thoughts in your mind, he still says, there is nothing impossible for me. Yeah, there are many things that are impossible for the men, but for me, everything is possible if you just believe. Amen? So if you're listening to this this morning, I want to tell you that there is hope for you because it's never too late for God to do something amazing out of nothing. He's an expert at that. Sometimes, you know, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to fix things, but God is so good at saying, it's okay, I can build a house out of this tiny little chair or however you want to see it, but God can do something amazing when you least suspect it. And in this season, I think especially in this season, where some of us are found in nostalgic or confusion or sadness because of everything that has happened, or even joy as well, if you are in that place, that's, that's great, and, and happiness and all that, but I think especially in this season, will we allow the Holy Spirit to feel our hearts so we can be alive for others too. See, it is a mystery how Jesus conceived, how Jesus was conceived by Mary. And so much of the Holy Spirit moves in our lives is also a mystery. Like there are things that we are not gonna be able to explain, to be honest. I remember one time, a few this was actually a few months ago, I was just thinking a lot about my future and things that I wanted to do, things that I want to happen and my parents left that morning it was on a Saturday and I just stayed home and I'm like okay I really want to Holy Spirit I really want to talk to you I just I just want to be with you because I need clarity um and I just play some worship music and sometimes that's not necessary but I thought that will help me to get into the mood you know so I was playing a song and I just started to sing out the song and oh I don't want to cry so um, you know, I just played this song, and I, I just started to say, yeah, God, thank you. Just thank you for being good. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being with me. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm healthy. I have, I have a job. I have my parents. And I honestly, I don't know what happened in the moment, but I just started to bawl my eyes out. I just started to cry. I just felt a presence that I honestly cannot attain. Like, you know, it's not the kind of presence that I feel when I'm watching my favorite movie and eating my popcorn and some chocolate on the side with a milkshake. It's not that kind of that kind of cool presence that has me feeling all good. This was something different. This was like God giving me peace and like hope and I could just feel the Holy Spirit telling me everything is going to be okay. Like rem be reminded that I am in control, that there are things that maybe you want to see happening. Maybe there are things that you want that you don't have yet, but 
I know when it's going to happen. You just got to continue to trust me and, and, and be with me, and you will see how everything will come to you in the right timing. And so I just cannot explain it, but that's how the Holy Spirit moves. Sometimes he'll move in ways that you don't know how to explain. You just got to accept it and enjoy it. And honestly, that day my life was changed because I was having a hard, hard week. And when I had that moment with the Holy Spirit, I was just reminded. I was just, something was relieved. And that's something that you can only experience with him. I remember one time uh, when I first moved to the United States, I was working at Coles doing maintenance. And um, my parents raised me um, teaching me that, hey, it is important to go to church on Sundays because, you know, that's where we experience God in a different way with people. And I only had 45 minutes uh, during my work time. It was in the morning, I think 6 a.m. to 12. I can't remember very well, but I only had 45 minutes. And so I said, well, the closest church that I have is CTK Bellingham. So I said, okay, I can just go very quickly. It will take me at least five to six minutes if I walk very fast. I get there, I get what I can, and then I come back you know, it was going to be over five, six minutes, so I'm only going to be there for like 20, 25 minutes. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I think it's important. I want to still be connected to church. I don't know anybody, so I'm going to do it. There was a Sunday that I was just like, I have to walk five to seven minutes today. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to stay here. It's okay. I'm just going to eat. I, I think I didn't have breakfast in that day, so I just wanted to take that time to eat instead of going to church. So I was like, I think I'm just going to stay here. It's fine. And it happened. The Holy Spirit talked to me. And I just felt him saying, you really need to go to church today. And I'm like, gosh, this sounds so good to eat a breakfast sandwich from Starbucks. Like, I'm so hungry. Like, I need to eat something. And I just felt the Holy Spirit like, you need to, I want you to go to church today. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So I went very quick. And I wa- when I was on my way there, I get this text from a friend called Catherine, who was attending to the church at that time. And she's like, hey, Eva, just so you know, I brought a friend from Villa, she's visiting with my sister from California, and I told her that I know somebody from Venezuela, which is you, so if you're coming today, please let me know, you can sit with us, and I'm like, oh, perfect, I'm gonna be there, so, and so I got there, and you know, there are seats kind of like that, and so when I get there, I'm just trying to pass by people, oh, I'm sorry, like, and I'm trying to sit down, and Catherine was the first one, and then she traded places with the girl from Venezuela, and normally, people from my country, when you see somebody from your country, you're like, you know, you can be like, oh, how's it going, what's your name? Andrea, whatever. Where are you from? Venezuela. Venezuela, oh my gosh. And we normally, normally we hug each other, even if we don't know each other. We will hug. And so I see this girl, you know, I'm playing on doing the normal thing that we do. Oh, what's your name? I think her name was Carolina. I can't remember. What's your name, Carolina? Oh, awesome. And so I give her a hug, and I was going to do the normal hug, like, oh, yeah, great. But after 30 seconds, and she wouldn't let me go, she started bawling, like crying like a baby. And I could tell my friend Catherine on the other side, looking at us, she was like, they just met. They're hugging for longer than 30 seconds. That's weird. But I just, I, she wouldn't let me go. She was just hugging me and crying. So I just, I was just like, God, thank you. And I, you know, when she was done hugging me, she looked at me in the face and she said, you have no idea how much I needed that hug. I've been living in so much stress and darkness that she was not Christian, just, just in case. Um, she just came because she was visiting with her friend. She says, but you have no idea how much I needed that hug. I was waiting for it. I just, I just needed somebody to hug me and remind me that, I, I, uh, that everything is going to be okay. You know, I went on and connected with this girl, and we still talk every other time. But that's crazy. Like, I was not going to go to church for that one time. And to have the Holy Spirit talk to me and say, hey, I need you to go. And, you know, she 
she, I had no idea that she, I was going to see someone that needed a hug, but the Holy Spirit knew, God knew. And so, it is not a mystery, even though the way, he moves is, is a mis- the way he moves is a mystery, it is not a mystery that in order for us to experience this kind of relationship with the Holy Spirit, we need to do something that is kind of hard for us to do. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say all the time, but most of the time it's hard for us to do, which is surrender. And Mary is a great example of that because despite all the craziness and the chaos she had to experience, like, I don't know how you will feel, but if, you know, my brother is gonna have a baby girl, or I feel like my life, even my life has changed because I'm already thinking, oh, I can get her this dress, I'm gonna take her to coffee. I'm, I'm not to coffee, sorry, not coffee. I'm going to take her for ice cream. I'm going to sleep late with her. I'm going to have all this, you know, all these sleepovers. I'm going to be on, with them all the time. Like, even though my life has changed and I'm not the one that's pregnant, I cannot imagine how Mary, who had probably so many plans and things to do and wedding planning, how, I cannot imagine how her life changed when she got told you're going to have a baby. Because for those of you that have been parents, you know that that means your sleeping time is going to change the way you spend your money is going to change. The way you talk is going to change. Your hormones are going to change. It affects everything. So I cannot imagine what Mary felt when she got told, hey, you know your life is about to change completely because you're going to have a boy, a baby boy. But despite all that, she still said yes, and she surrendered. Because on Luke 138, this is what she said. I am the Lord's servant. Let this thing you have said happen to me. And then the angel went away. So, as a result of her surrender, she was able to experience God in wonderful, amazing, incredible ways. And what does surrender mean? Putting your preferences aside. It means trusting God when you don't know the road ahead. It means believing God and that his way is better than my way. It means saying yes when you are uncertain of what's going to happen. And I'm 26, and I have, and I have experienced this one thing. My parents are 58, and they, I ask them, and they agree with me, and I'm sure you all could agree with this, that even though this is not an easy thing to do, and I know many things aren't, but this is the one thing that even though it's not easy, once you do it, you can quickly recognize that it's the most life-giving, rewarding thing. Because it will allow you to experience God in ways that you have not experienced otherwise. It's what I like to call, not my will, but your will moments. You know, when you're going to the store and you're going to buy cereal and milk and Nutella and all these stuff, and when you're living with your bags, God says, give your bags to the person that's on the street waiting for something, and you're like, um, what? Yes, I, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. No, you're not talking to me. Is this the devil right now? I don't think so. But no, it is the Holy Spirit talking, to, oops, it is the Holy Spirit talking to you. Uh-oh, the thing. Got it, that's good. You know, it's like the moment where you're like going to deposit your money in your bank account and God says, I need to give half of that to this family in need. The moment where you could get into a fight with someone and you could punch that coworker that's, oh my gosh, telling you so many things. And you say, no my will, but your will. 
It is those moments that allow us to enter into this place with God and experience something that's supernatural that you wouldn't experience otherwise because honestly, there is no place in this world that I will allow you to experience that only with Jesus, only with him you can experience this thing. Will we be people that are willing to leave more, not my will, but your will kind of moments? That every single day we can be open and say, hey God, I really want to be close to you, but just be prepared because being close to God means you're going to hear him. And when God speaks, man, sometimes he says things that are amazing, like I love you, I care for you, but sometimes he will tell you things that are going to be a little bit out of your comfort zone, you know? Is when you are kind of, I, I picture this kind of like when I'm, when I'm at the gym and I'm used to like lifting this kind of heavy weights or like doing this kind of stuff and then my person, my trainer will say, hey, instead of 15, I want you to lift 25. You say, what? You know, you are like, uh, no way. But it's that point where you are stretched so you can actually experience the full potential of who God is and of who you were created to be. I think if we knew how much, how much God desires to bless us and be for us and with us, we could be a little faster like Mary and say, yes, Lord, I am your servant. I don't understand. I don't really like it. But I'm going to say yes because I know that you know better than I do. And the Christmas story starts with the Holy Spirit conceiving in Mary and ends with the Holy Spirit as well. Luke 2, verse 25 through 32, I'm going to read it for you. It says, A man named Simeon lived in Jerusalem. He was a good man who was devoted to God. And he was waiting for the time when God will come to help Israel. The Holy Spirit was with him. The Holy Spirit told him that he will not die before he sought the Messiah from the Lord. The Spirit led Simeon to the temple. So he was there when Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus to do what Jewish law said they must do. So he took the baby in his arms and thanked God. Now, Lord, you can let me, your servant, die in peace as you said. I have seen with my own eyes how you will save your people. Now all people can see your plan. He is a light to show your way to the other nations, and he will bring honor to your people, Israel. The way the Holy Spirit can move in your life is just something that is so, so powerful. And if we just will be able to say yes and cultivate that kind of relationship with him, I can guarantee that you will experience something supernatural in your life, not just on a Sunday morning when we're singing worship songs, but also on a daily. It could be on your way to work, on your way to a friend's house, at a meeting, lunchtime. But the Holy Spirit has a way to surprise us if we are just willing to say yes. And the Holy Spirit wants to be with us. And a question that I want to close with, just for you to maintain in your heart as we um, close our eyes and bow our heads, is where is he asking you to surrender to him? So I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes for a moment and just meditate that in your heart. Where is he asking you to surrender to him? Will you not doubt him, but trust him? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you 
so, so much that you are in this place. Holy Spirit, I know that we sometimes doubt you and walk away from you and go to other things instead of going to you, but this morning we just want to be reminded that in you we have all that we need. That in you we are complete. That in you we can have peace and hope and patience and, and love. And that only in you we can experience the fullness of your presence. Holy Spirit, you know what our hearts need right now. You know what you have been talking to me about. You know the areas in my life where you have been prompting me and I have been hesitant. But this morning, we just want to be open and quick to say yes to you, just like Mary did when she was, she had no idea what she was getting into. But she still trusts you. And then she was able to see how Jesus saved everyone. And yes, she saw him die on a cross, but then she saw him being brought back to life. And we do want to be that kind of people that even though sometimes it's hard to lean in and say yes to you, that we'll still do it because we know that at the end it's going to be glorious and amazing what our eyes will be able to see. Because it is so worth it to follow you and to say yes to you. We know that there is nobody else like you. And in this season where there is so much chaos and noise, God, may we be the people that are willing to say yes to you and be paying attention to what you have to say so we can make a difference and bring hope and light to those that so need it. Thank you that we are the kind of church that is willing to serve one another not only inside this building, but also outside of these walls where you have called us to be a light. We ask that you will have your way in our hearts and that you will allow us to see you and grow deeper with you. We pray all this in your name.